Hi, welcome to the Get to Yes podcast. This special series focuses on a topic that's affecting every business in our industry right now, COVID profitability. This new series is designed to help hair, beauty and aesthetic business owners survive by building a profit-based COVID recovery plan. Neil Osborne from The Sales Catalyst is our host. He teaches, coaches, consults and speaks on business subjects that help hair, beauty and aesthetic businesses how to become commercially clever. Throughout this special series, Neil talks with a variety of industry experts who share business tips to help you navigate your way out of COVID and beyond. His goal is to help build the financial strength of our industry. He'll be discussing in simple industry language important elements in a profit-based COVID recovery plan. We'll cover ways to manage the big costs in your business and make a profit, where your cash flow and profit is and how to keep some of it in your pocket, what your figures mean and how to influence them, how to benchmark your business figures against industry averages, and how to communicate and negotiate with your landlord. Hope you enjoy it. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to our Get to Yes podcast, where we are really talking about finances and in particular, how to balance the books when it comes to negotiating your lease. I've got Richard again with us today. Uh, Richard, thank you very much. Lovely to see you and great for you to join us yet again, mate. Good morning, Neil. Thank you for having me. Pleasure. Let me tell you a little bit about Richard. For those of you who are joining us for the first time, Richard Barham is the founder and owner of Barham Property Group. He has worked in commercial property for over 20 years across Australia and also New Zealand. Richard has negotiated hundreds of leases during this time across many, many different business sectors. He has an intimate knowledge of the key drivers in lease transactions, which help both parties to quickly get to a position of understanding and agreement. Richard is known for his broad professional skill set, strategic decision-making and common sense approach to negotiations. Great to have you on board today, Richard. Thanks for joining us, mate. Thank you, Neil. Much appreciated. Yeah, now, by way of background, where I wanted to go with you today and uh, what we've been talking about is the post-COVID recovery. Now, we know we're not out of the woods, but we are probably in a better position today than what we thought we were going to be back in March or April this year, and especially our industry sector. There is evidence of some areas where there's been really high demand post-lockdown, uh, where people are rushing back to have either laser hair removal or injectables or whatever it might be, the general beauty services are across the board performing really quite strongly. However, in some larger shopping centres, it's incredibly lumpy and almost unpredictable because if there's a breakout of COVID in that particular suburb, it can literally stop the traffic flow right on the spot. It's uh, really unpredictable. So yet again, our industry is feeling optimistic, but again, I'm starting to hear a lot of people talk about this COVID recovery to really almost be all of next year. You know, what are you thinking, Richard, and how does this affect our negotiations with our landlords? It's very true, Neil. It's a lot of the discussions I've been having with different clients is around what that recovery period is going to look like. And while one week it might be a boom week for them, they find then the following week might be one of the slowest weeks they've had in, in many years. It's understanding that the market is a bit different now mm -hmm. than it was before COVID and it's less predictable. 
and little things that might appear in the media really quickly impact on customers' reactions about whether or not they'll leave an attendance center or a shopping complex mm-hmm. or, or not. It's quite remarkable and really almost fickle. And some of my clients are finding that it's hard for them to predict what's going to happen on a week-to-week basis at this stage and that recovery. Now, mm. it's important to note here that they are seeing some really stellar weeks. And as you say, people have been rushing back to get the hair removal or, or injectables or whatever that may be. But there's also the the cautious approach to going back into centres again and just being more considerate of the, the surrounding market and environment, I suppose. Yeah, I think there's a couple of markers here that we all need to stop and just pause and think about. Uh, at the macro or the big picture level, you know, in the economy, there's been a lot of government stimulus, and I'm not an economist by any stretch, but there's been a lot of that stimulus, and that has put artificial money into people's pockets, of which in turn, they've now spent. I've even heard people talk about JKLs, you know, job keeper lips, where people sure have gone right. and had their lips injected out of courtesy of job keeper money. But I think also to really just try to take a snapshot of the mindset as to where we are at the moment, we're in this very false economy. Number one, we've had a really heavy run for the last couple of months. Number two, we're on the precipice of a lot of government support changing. And we are just so bloody busy in our business. We're not even thinking about 2021 or beyond. And I think that's where these negotiations are opportunities to negotiate with our landlord are paramount. We've got to stop and think about this. We've got to start to plant the seeds for this next six, 12, 18 months. And leasing and leasing negotiations i would imagine play a vital part in that is that right yeah they they really do neil we've been uh, a couple of clients we've been having some really thorough discussions with landlords most of those landlords have got to the table pretty quickly which has been great to have those sort of intimate conversations around the business structure and it's also been really important that the business is very very open to the landlord about how they are impacted and showing your books being open you have to be open with that discussion mm-hmm. so that the landlord un- understands a clear picture of your position at the moment how it was before and how it is moving forward yep that's a really important part of it but if both parties can be really open on that ne- discussion and negotiation then you can usually achieve a pretty good outcome one of the things we've been looking at with a couple of these clients is around we've been calling it our covid recovery period and understanding how that might look Fortuitously, we've had a couple of new lease renewals that were due in 2020. And so they have actually changed the negotiation structure of those deals because the market's fundamentally just different now. If we'd negotiated those those uh, particular deals in October 2019, it'd be very different to what they are now. And it's being considerate of that, understanding that understanding the market and trying to get as clear as possible a picture of the position of your tenancy in the center but also of the center itself you'll notice there's a lot of vacancies around town as well we're coming up unfortunately and so landlords are at the mercy as much now as they've ever been of of retaining tenants that's a really important part and it goes back to that discussion that we've had previously around both parties working closely together yep it is a marriage you need everyone working together to achieve more. And if at this particular time, the tenant tries to take advantage of the landlord, that's not going to help the tenant situation or the landlord. In the same breath, if the landlord's trying to be very bullish about how they treat with the tenants, that's also going to end not a great way, shall we say, not a good fashion. It reduces it reduces the confidence in those tenants in those landlords. And yes, they might run through to the end of the term, but they'll probably look to relocate thereafter. 
So it's about working out the best way that both parties can get the best outcome and structuring a negotiation around that. So what's what's a couple of the wins? What's uh, what, what's some of the successes that you've had uh, of late when it comes to these renegotiations? We've had a couple of really good wins, actually. One where we, we commenced the negotiation literally only weeks prior to COVID and we were treated as a sitting tenant. As a sitting tenant, it's there's less incentive, inverted commas, required by the landlord to retain that tenant. And that negotiation has gone on for a number of months now, obviously through COVID. We've been able to structure that one in a manner and a fashion that the landlord actually treated us as a new tenant coming into the centre, even though we're existing. And so the incentive was in more in line with a new tenant coming to the centre as opposed to a sitting tenant. Oh, wow. And we were able to reduce the market rent somewhat and get a good incentive. So that was a a net result there for that tenant of a bit more than, sorry, $100,000 across the term of that lease. And that's a five-year term. So it's about a $20,000 per annum off the bottom line. That is a serious saving. Absolutely. That is a really important part for that tenant. It's been an interesting negotiation because we've never been in a COVID time before and, and sort of trying to renew or lease. you know, there was times there where legitimately considering actually just closing the doors and walking away, but to the landlord and the tenant's credit, stuck to the discussion, stuck to trying to achieve the right outcome for both parties. Yes, there's some emotion attached in amongst all of that because there's, you know, with uncertainty comes some concern and some fear. But we, we got a great result there. The landlord, to, to their credit, got on board and the tenant, to their credit, also we structured it in a way that suited them, but also there's some elements in that were really important for the landlord that we built into that lease negotiation as well. Wow. And so, you know, the whole thing there was just based on being really open and honest with your landlord and showing them everything. 100%. Yeah, it was really important that they saw our books comparatively this year versus last year. Uh, mm-hmm. That was a really important part of it. But also... The landlord had confidence in that client because they had been in that centre for 10 years. There's a lot of pride in the presentation of that centre, which is really important. So it's always presented well. The staff have always been meticulous and really friendly. And and they've always been on time with their, with their rent. It's They haven't been a, a tardy tenant. They've been actually a really good tenant. And so the landlord were very keen to retain them into the future. See, so there's actually some things you can do here to improve your value and your negotiation ability by being a good tenant. Again, something we we seem to overlook. We seem to think it's all about us, where it's actually, it's how you decide to play the game. That's exactly right, Neil. It's one of those ones where if you always be difficult and pay your rent late and, and you're just a difficult tenant and complaining and so forth, well, the landlord's not going to be looking so favorably to, to do you a favor or do you a steady at a time when you need it if you've mm. been difficult up to that moment. Whereas if you've always been trying to help and be pay your rent on time and so forth, well, the landlord's going to be typically far more enthusiastic about assisting you in a time where you might be struggling. And mm. I think it's really important to, to consider during this 2020-2021 recovery period and how you act as a tenant moving forward thereafter. Landlords have also taken a, a really uh, long, hard look at the way they've operated as well. Look, I really hope for the industry moving forward, it's actually going to come out stronger than this. It's actually been a good way for everyone to sort of sit back and have a rethink about how they've been or how they are acting in their marriage, as we've been discussing. You know, it's really important to work together. Really important. I think that government initiative where landlords were encouraged to, you know, reduce rents, I think was the beginning, wasn't it? That was the start of the shift of the mindset. Yeah, look, it did. It helped stimulate the conversations which haven't been had traditionally up until that moment 
in saying that, there was a couple of the landlords that we were discussing that had very quickly run some calculations about understanding the impact of losing a tenant now at, during a COVID period and how that would impact their business. You know, if they lose a tenant now, how much it cost them to find a new tenant and so forth. And some of those landlords were, were very, very open with those discussions with myself and just saying, look, you know, it's going to cost us X in our, by our rough calculations to get a new tenant. Mm-hmm. We'd be crazy not to work with our existing tenants and saving a fraction of that just to help them get through this period of time. Most of the landlords were pretty good at looking at down the road at a long period of time. There were a couple that were looking very short-sighted at that negotiation. Generally, when we had those further conversations around what we're trying to achieve and those other elements to it, they got on board as well. I think on the whole, Australia should be really proud of themselves about how we've sort of got through this. It's been a bit of a difficult time. Most parties are all you're sort of negotiating in a period in a space that had never had to deal with before. Yes. So you, you're kind of making decisions on the fly. And, you know, some of the big institutions have traditionally not been able to do that. And they have in this instance. And uh, we should applaud them for moving so quickly as well. Yeah. And I think the big message that we want to send to all of our listeners is that, well, everything's negotiable if you learn how to negotiate it the right way. Correct. And I think, you know, the greatest learning experience I can ever have about negotiating is the first thing you've got to understand is understand the other person's perspective, not just your own. And in this case, what is really echoed out of our series of three different conversations here, Richard, is that you really need to prepare your information if you're going to go and talk to the landlord. It'd be like like going to the bank. You wouldn't just walk into the bank and go, hey, I want another $200,000. You would actually prepare some financial statements. You would actually get your accountant. You would actually probably bring in a specialist advisor um, to help you prepare that if you're going to go and have a meeting with the bank. Well, guess what? Dealing with some of these land shopping center landlords and understanding who they are and who they report to, whether it be a super fund or a private investor or whatever it might be, we need to actually adjust our behaviour to play in their field so that we can get the best possible outcome. That's exactly right. Really important to consider those, those factors. Okay, so it, it, but in saying that as well, it appears that there is now a very noticeable shift of landlords you know, open to the conversation if it's done in the right way. And if we have demonstrated that we are a good tenant that's worthy of investing in. I think that's a uh, that's a really important part to this balance. That's exactly right, Neil. It, it's really important for tenants to consider their position in the centre, have a long, hard look about what they want to be doing moving forward, but then working out a strategy that's going to work for themselves and the landlord and negotiating that through. And it's been clearly articulating how that might, might look in a either a... Uh, a side deed that might be attached to an existing lease that sort of sets out some some new agreed terms between both parties for the remainder of the lease, or whether it be as a renegotiating a whole new lease with the landlord. Look, we've had a couple of instances where we, we've done that recently, where the lease terms still got a couple of years to go. However, we've negotiated a new term with the landlord commencing now. We've extinguished the remaining two years, reset a new lease and roll forward for another five-year term. So the landlord's got the the security that they know that you're, the tenant's going to be there for another five years, but also structured it in a way that assists the tenant over the next sort of 12 to 18 months, typically. And that's going to help them get back on their feet and be a strong tenant again and, and work it through with the landlord. I, I'm not trying to paint a rosy picture that every deal is negotiable, but what we are saying here is that in these unique situations, there is opportunity for everybody to 
come to the table and have an honest conversation about where we are and have a look at, uh, you know, what can be done. So let's, let's look at some action steps. I think the very first and most important action step that anybody can take listening to this is go and pull out your lease out of the bottom drawer, have a look at it, and not only read through some of these points that we've raised, but more importantly, have a look at when your renewal date is, and then make a decision about what you need to do. Do you need to do like Richard has done for some of his clients and go, look, I've got two years left, but I really need to renegotiate because I'm in some pain. And, you know, do you need to open up a conversation with your landlord? Or is it that you're coming up to the end of your lease and you need someone to actually see what he can do to help you make some savings? I think there's two critical areas there. Is there anything else that we should be suggesting to our listeners to do right now as far as an action point, uh, Richard? That is a really important one. It's understanding what your lease entails. What does it outline? And there's some base points within that lease that you can look at very quickly. And as you said, understand what your expiry term is. If you have got a lease renewal in there, what the dates are around those, but also work back to your rent. Go back. What, what was your rent at the beginning? What you've been your annual increases? What are you currently paying now? And if there's a way that you can understand what the current market rate is and how you sit within that, whether you're above that, below that, right on the money, then you can sort of get yourself in a better position of understanding what you're paying and where is it in line with where it should be or, or are you paying too much? and how you may negotiate that with the landlord. If you, uh, our listener, are thinking that there's some room for you and you want to seek an expert to offer you some assistance, Richard has put together a couple of simple packages just to help us. And he is prepared to do a, uh, a top-line lease review with some suggestions for you as to where you might be able to save some money at a very heavily uh, subsidised price of four ninety five. Secondly, uh, he can also do that lease review with some suggestions, but more importantly, he can help you coach you on the way to approach your landlord. Because what we've discovered throughout this series of conversations, it's not what the problem is, it's how you're going to go about addressing it. And I think those conversations uh, would really be highly valuable and something that Richard can help you with. And then thirdly, if you have a lease renewal and you've got multiple sites and you really need someone to step in and do some negotiation for you, Richard may be that person. Uh, you can reach Richard at www.barramproperty.com.au or you can drop me an email as a result of this podcast and I will definitely put you in contact with Richard. Wow, Richard, I feel so much more educated and understand more about leasing. But the big message for me is consider things from the landlord's position as well as your own. That's exactly right. Really good to understand both sides of the coin. Absolute delight uh, in talking with you. Thank you. And love to get back to you and have, have another conversation with you as we roll further into 2021 and things in the marketplace change. Hey? Thank you, Neil. I look forward to it. That'd be really great. Thanks a lot, mate. All the best. Thank you very much. Bye for now. Thanks for listening to this episode of the special COVID profitability series of the Get to Yes podcast. If you like what you've heard, please share it with other people who also want a more profitable business. Until our next episode, you can visit Neil at thesalescatalyst.com.au.